Good morning, my beautiful people. How are you? I've missed you. I hope you slept well. I hope you are staying healthy, happy, positive, and motivated. I've been doing really well throughout all of the craziness that's been going on. I'm trying to stay uh, propelled and moving forward through everything that I'm doing. I've been super busy with work, kids, and my new nonprofit. I want to talk to you guys a little bit about it today and just give you some information on what I'm working on. I started a nonprofit called Uniting Arizona. You can check out my website, it's unitingarizona.org. And to give you a little bit of a backstory on how I started it and why I started it, back in the 80s and 90s, my dad was a landscaper here in Tucson. And he had his own company. It was mildly successful. He had just one pickup truck and he was his only employee. But he was really good at getting bids for jobs. My dad was a hustler, a hard, hard worker. He would go down to Santa Rita Park here in Tucson, Arizona, near 22nd and 4th Avenue. He would pick up a couple of homeless individuals, ask them if they were interested in working for the day, and then they'd be off on their journey. At the end of the workday, my dad would bring them to our house. So my mom and I were at work and at school, and um, he would make a huge pot of goulash. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Goulash is kind of like a pasta, noodles, cheese, meat combination, um, kind of like hamburger helper, I guess. And Or he would make a huge pot of spaghetti, something that was easy to make, that was cost-effective and could feed a lot of people. Uh, typically, he had like three or four people working with him, so he'd bring them to the house. They'd have a big, uh, nice late lunch, early dinner. And my dad was a licensed barber, so he'd offer to cut their hair if he saw that it was a little unkempt. Uh, unkept, and he would trim their beard for them. He was just one of those people that always saw the best in others, and he wanted them to see that for themselves. He wanted them to feel really good about themselves. And he would, after cutting their beard and their hair, um, giving them a little trim, he'd ask them if they were interested in taking a shower. And while they showered, he would be washing their clothes. Uh, my dad was a huge guy. He was probably like 6'2", 320 pounds, um, and that was if, you know, on a good day. Um, he was just a big lumberjack kind of man. And so the majority of the people that he was helping were, uh, they were a lot smaller in stature. So when they would get out of the shower, he would give them my mom's sweatpants so that they could relax in while their clothes was being washed and dried. And once the clothes was done being washed and dried, he'd pack them up, uh, little bit of leftovers, um, some snacks, and then he would take them back to the location where he found or pick them up, uh, whether it was Santa Rita Park, Army Park, and he'd pay them their day's wages. And so the next time my dad would go out to try to find people to help him, these individuals would recognize him and they would try to jump in his truck. I remember once he said that like 10 or 15 people tried to go with him on a job and he's like, I don't need this many people, I just need a couple. But so many people were interested in working with him because they saw that he wasn't just looking for their labor and trying to pay them some cheap wages. My dad genuinely wanted to see the best in everybody and he wanted them to recognize that in themselves. 
So being a small business owner, he took the opportunity to not only help give them an honest day's wage, but he also founded in himself to take time after work to bring them back, counsel them, speak with them about some of their goals. One of the individuals, his name was T-Bone, he worked with my dad for years and years um, up until my dad's death. So for those of you that know me personally, you know that my dad passed away and he actually passed away from a drug overdose while he was homeless. So my dad wasn't initially homeless, but he became homeless after he fell on some really hard times. He was with somebody who was um, a toxic individual, and she definitely brought out the worst in him. So together, it was just a recipe for disaster. My father's early demise, he, only, he was only 39 when he passed away. I'm 36. To me, it was such... An eye-opener, I was 18 at the time. I wanted to be there for my dad, but I couldn't. I wasn't mentally prepared. I wasn't physically prepared to care for somebody who was dealing with withdrawals. I wasn't financially prepared. I remember three days before my dad died, it was my grandmother's birthday. And we gathered together at her house. And we ate dinner, and we talked, and he had asked me if he could come stay at the place where I was staying. And I didn't feel comfortable for whatever reason. I just didn't feel comfortable doing that. I think now it was probably a blessing that I didn't do, uh, I, that I didn't have him come stay with me. I think about the fact that I could have been the one to have found him dead and the kind of trauma that that could have put on me for the rest of my life. So... In so many ways, I have a lot of regret for not being there for my dad. Uh, and I've learned to make peace with that. So now it's my obligation to myself, to my dad, and to the universe to be able to help anyone who's in need at any time if I have the capability. And my nonprofit is, is exactly that. It's a direct impact donation nonprofit, meaning if you donate a pair of shoes I take those shoes I clean them up and then I turn around and give them to somebody in need typically it's a homeless individual that I find either at the park or bus stops or in front of convenience stores uh, and I make sure that I do it with enough tact because I don't know all of these individuals on the street so I don't know what their situation is but if I see a need I'm going to ask I take that initiative and I want you guys to take the initiative, whether it's working with my nonprofit organization as a volunteer uh, or another agency, take that initiative. If it's working with animals in a pet shelter, if it's working with children who are abused, take the initiative. Do something that you really care about, that you're passionate about, even if it's a hobby, if it's something that you say, well, I really don't have a lot of time to invest into it, make it a priority that you either pray for that organization, put out positive thoughts and vibrations, you donate, either monetarily or through some of the goods that you have on your own, or that you volunteer. You get out, you start picking up trash on the side of the highway, or you make sack lunches for the homeless, or you put together small care packages that include some basic necessities. 
all these things can be done on an individual level that'll impact a global level. So it really is about action. For so long, I sat around and I beat myself. I, I just, I beat myself. And I was terrible to myself um, through so much regret and pain. And now I'm learning to filter and transition my pain into activity. And it's, it's like burning that extra energy. It's burning that extra pain. Um, and it's fuel for my fire. And I want you guys to reach deep down inside of yourselves and find what motivates you, what makes you burn, what makes you tick, that gives you your passion. Find it. Harness it. And find ways that you can contribute to whatever the cause is. Okay? So let's say you're somebody who is financially savvy, but you don't have a lot of time on your hands. Um, offer to work with an organization on working on their finances, on helping to restructure things, on helping to maybe market or fundraise for these people. There are so many things that we can do to help give back. It doesn't always have to be money. It doesn't always have to be your time. You have to get creative. So I implore you to try to find something that you're really passionate about and really run with it. Starting my own nonprofit organization was extremely scary. In the beginning, I sought after people that were already doing what I wanted to do for advice, for counsel. And a lot of these individuals gave me great information and feedback. But ultimately, I found that nobody in this field really wants to help someone else because they feel like they weren't helped. And it's a terrible, terrible cycle to see. And it's my mission, above all else, to encourage everyone who's interested in doing what I've done to do it for themselves. Because there's plenty of money out there. There's plenty of individuals who are suffering that need to be impacted. And it's our job. It's our moral obligation. I don't care what you have to say. It's not my business. It's not my job. It's not my family. It's not my town. But when it is, you're going to want that support. So I highly suggest that you put out that same level of love and support to other people that you would expect and hope in return. And it's not about, oh, well, I'll do for you if you do for me. No. It's the idea that you want to see the genuine goodness in others at all time. And if you have the ability to donate 50 minutes of your week towards a contribution that's bigger than yourselves to an organization that's bigger than yourself, do it. It's so self-rewarding, not because you're going to brag about it on Instagram or Facebook, but because you know at the end of the day that you've contributed to the betterment of our society. It doesn't take a lot to be a good person. It just takes recognizing that there's a need and filling it. So, again, I encourage you to really take the time today um, and in the future to think about ways that you can help to impact the world in any way. So, it does not have to be with my organization, but I do welcome you if you are interested and you don't know where to go. UnitingArizona.org is the place to go. Come check me out. Um, I always, always encourage you guys to try to find something that's going to keep you motivated, to keep you going. For me, you guys know where my journey has been. I've tried climbing the ladder of success all the way to the top of the boardroom, and I've been there, and I've reached levels of success personally that I had only dreamt of. And now... I realized that those aren't my real dreams. 
those are dreams that were put on me by society. Those are dreams that were put on me by my family. Those were things that were instilled into me in so many different ways. But when I started to search for my true passion, it had nothing to do with money. I thought it did. I thought, well, I want to make a million dollars. I want to be the CEO of my corporation. I want to be the big bad boss. But when I got there, I said, what the fuck is this? This is not what I thought it was going to be. It's not the feeling I expected. And when I started going back to my feelings and the things that meant the most to me, it had nothing to do with money. It had everything to do with people. It had everything to do with family. So as much as I encourage you guys to get productive, motivated, financially secure, the most important thing in life is doing what you love. And if you love what you do, you'll do it for free. And in my situation, starting a nonprofit was perfect for me because I am absolutely working for free and I'm doing everything I've ever dreamt of. So I continue to tell you guys, reach for the stars, think about your passions and what really makes you tick. I hope you guys find everything that makes you happy in your life. Don't let it be another person. Don't let it be a place or a thing. Let it be what your heart guides you to. I know you guys are going to find success in your lives. I'm super excited for your future. I can't wait to hear and see all the great things that you guys do. Please, please reach out to me if you have any ideas for topics or conversation. I love you with all my heart and I hope that you please, please take what I'm saying into consideration and work towards a betterment that's bigger than yourself. I love you and I hope you have a wonderful day. Stay blessed.